It's the third episode, isn't it? Yes, it's the third. I was looking at the number there. Okay, anyway. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Can't Be Complicated podcast. I'm Malachi Robbins, here with my co-hosts, Adam Martin and Kyle Nunez. What's going on, guys? What's good? (laughs) I wanted to thank everyone again. We wanted to thank everyone again for listening, because we really are pretty blown away by how many people have been listening. It's still a humble amount, but it's pretty crazy to us. It's good enough for us, yeah. 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 And we appreciate all the feedback that we get from people, too, because we, we really do want to work and make this the best podcast that it can be. And so to further that, we set up an email. It just can't be complicated is it podcast at gmail.com? No, it just can't be complicated at gmail.com. Okay, it just can't be complicated at gmail.com. Because I, I think that's especially important to us right now because we were really concerned about the last episode. <laughs> yes, we were. Yeah, I think before, during, and after, I know I personally was a bit nervous about it and didn't really like what was happening. Yeah, well, well let like... I think what we were worried about wasn't necessarily the content or anything that we said. It was more so, um, in the in the following conversations, it was more so we, we, we were having kind of, even though we're only, we were only into our second episode, we were kind of having like an identity crisis, um, both like in format of the podcast. And we were also thinking that, uh, that conversational style wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be, couldn't last that long. We thought it would get kind of it would start to kind of, you know, just stay in one spot and not kind of evolve, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think the way I said it at least was that it was a bit too conversational last time. And I do think we 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 did panic a little bit too much shortly after we made uh, or finished <clears throat> we the did. podcast. Um, yeah, I don't think it was nearly as bad as we initially thought. No, and but a lot of was, you guys... A lot of you guys did say you really enjoyed the that conversational style, so and I think I think it did fit with that episode. It was sort of like a second introduction um to a topic that was pretty important to all of us. And so it kind of it kind of worked that we were talking about for so long about ourselves for that. But again, that's not what we wanted to um with the podcast in the future, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be so like cut and dry and like our story, like my story, Malachi's story, and Kyle's story, just kind of all in one, like big old spiel. I we we were thinking about that and we didn't think it really worked very well. So yeah, we definitely lingered on it too long because we also we don't want this just to be an opportunity for us to get together. We also want you guys to be able to extract some kind of interesting uh kind of information to take away or just some insight some relatability some understanding you know some comfort something for you guys to take out of it so and we felt like we were afraid we didn't quite uh meet that expectation in the last one but uh but yeah and again since we're gonna be trying to fix what we thought were mistakes in the last episode I think that makes the feedback just so much more important because if it ends up that everyone likes the last episode more than this one, I suppose, then, I mean, 
we're already gonna have to rethink the format for several episodes i'm sure but yeah you know it'll only get better you know yeah Yeah, exactly but anyway how we all doing this week how we doing kyle you want to go uh okay well it was my birthday this uh saturday adam's 20 years years old you think it was saturday how does it feel being 20 feels no different i mean (laughs) i'm trying to make life changes you know i'm trying to do some stuff like uh yeah i i've been pretty addicted to coffee for a long time so i'm trying to kind of settle down on that and drink more water and just be more healthy yeah we're all doing a challenge for a month only one cup of black coffee in the morning and then the rest of the day is just water and the rest is what day is water yeah honestly that's exciting i wasn't expecting i was i thought it was gonna be totally fine but i kind of hit a wall today i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah dude, it was crazy i really like, had to fight the urge to go get a coffee oh my. and a lot of the times i feel like i i would subconsciously like have like sweeteners or like yeah um like if i would go to like starbucks and get like a mocha or something like that like when i'm on campus that's obviously like if i do that multiple times it's it's not healthy for you well i, and so I like today i mm-hmm. yeah today yeah. i was uh like definitely feeling like the sugar like you need you like want sugar. that's like all you think about like you, yeah you're like yeah. you're like yeah. i don't care about anything but going like eating chocolate right now yeah 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 that's, that's how that's how you felt and that's how i felt yeah yeah <laughs> see i think i'm doing this for pretty different reasons um last week actually i had already stopped drinking more than one cup of coffee i think what i'd found out was that i in the morning i i wanted to have my like morning cup of coffee and enjoy it but since school started I wasn't able to sit down and just drink a mug of it. So I put it in like a hydro flask, thermo flask thing and ended up yeah, after a while, I just kind of filled it up to the top and I just be drinking it throughout the day. Throughout the day. Yeah. yeah. So that was like, that was like three cups of coffee, like four cups of coffee, huh? Yeah. And so I just drink yeah. it because it was there and sometimes I'd polish it off. Sometimes I didn't, it wasn't, I was just drinking to, to drink it. And yeah. that's not why I drink coffee. I drink it to enjoy it. So when I realized that doing that was counterintuitive to what I actually wanted to do, and I was training myself in these habits that I never appreciated in the first place, I, I wanted to stop. Yeah. And I think that's, I've just been sort of like picking up and really focusing on improving myself this past week anyway. I, you know, I stopped drinking more than one cup of coffee and then I, didn't play any video games through the week or yeah you've been you've been mia we basically haven't said a word to malachi since yesterday like since we recorded the last podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true mia yeah that's okay though yeah well i mean i needed it i think yeah and i'll probably do pretty similar thing this week because i i don't want to i don't want to stop catching up only to fall behind again yeah are you talking about like in school or yeah in school but kind of everything in general well um i got some more inspiration this week uh because lent is coming up and i found out that it's a it's a long probably not long lost tradition but it's a tradition to prepare for lent three weeks in advance and it is three weeks in advance now by so 
I think I'm taking that more seriously now than I did last week. Cool. cool. Um, yeah, Adam also came down with another one of our friends. Uh, and that was good. They visited me. Took him around the campus. Yeah, went down to L.A. Yeah, it was a good time. And it as was really f- fun, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as for me, Chapman, first week of school has been uh, pretty cool. It's pretty cool to be in a university setting. Um you know, to have the ideas that I'm interested in being like taken seriously in a classroom setting. Uh, but at the same time, um, uh, it's hard to say that it's easy to mesh into the culture. It's a very jarring kind of bubble to step into. Um, and I don't really know if I want to mesh in, if that makes any sense or if that's fair. Um, but I'm not complaining. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking a lot about that bubble when uh, we were down there. Well, yeah, and I mentioned to Malachi, it's like to go from living in Santa Maria, working part-time jobs since being a sophomore, going to Hancock where the education is, it's it's good, but it's just, it's a means to an end. It just gets you sufficiently to where you need to be. Yeah. And, you know, seeing hardworking people every day and seeing normal people living their normal lives and then coming here where everything's like, it's utopian almost. Everything's perfect. You know, everyone's, like I told Malika, like everyone's Working pretty, everyone's smiling, everyone's laughing. You know, every, everyone's, smart. everyone's smart. No one's really struggling. That's, that's not true, but in like a tangible sense, no one's really struggling. Um, and everyone's just, you know, working towards something they're passionate about, I would hope. And it's, it's, it's a weird place in that sense. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting. That's a whole nother episode. Though. That will, that will <laughs> yeah. probably be a whole nother episode. Yeah. Yeah. But it's write that down. Write that it's... down. <laughs> no, I'm doing good. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, I think it, it's really fun. I think for me and Adam <laughs> to to see how you're going through everything. It, it was fun for me uh, when Adam was a freshman at Cal Poly, especially since. I can like just walk to his dorm whenever I wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But then it's it's also just another round of fun to see how you're um, not really coping with, but enjoying and, and gonna deal with being in a university setting. Yeah. Yeah, I used to get you uh, food. Oh yeah. Every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I used to swipe you in. Yeah. When I was bored in the afternoons and didn't have anything to do, I'd just be like, Adam, can I come over? <laughs> then we just talk for like half an hour or something like that we never had that Did you guys time. say that's like when you got like actually became like closer like good friends yeah i'd say so yeah. probably yeah. i think so and yeah. then we'll commuting together oh, too. oh yes yeah i agree cool all right so do we want to start getting into the topic for today sure today we're going to be talking about video games <clears throat> and we're going to try to keep this in our style that we've been video games as a phenomenon yeah as a phenomenon as an art as a medium and yeah as a phenomenon i, w- I won't go further yeah, than that as, as something it, that affects culture mm-hmm. and i think i wanted to sort of i guess put a warning up for people not really a warning but i think it's worth saying that we're probably gonna end up talking a lot about masculinity that's not a guarantee but a lot of our thoughts towards video game in the past, video games in the past have been oriented towards 
masculinity and, and our thoughts on it and things that we've observed. And I, I wish we could speak in um about femininity as well, but we just I mean this is our experience as as three men. Um so yeah, if that doesn't interest you, I'm sorry. <laughs> but well, yeah, but I think that's justified. I don't I think I, even from yeah. a I think from even an outside perspective, it's it's hard to separate the idea of video games from male culture. I think yeah. so. Young men. It's yeah. it's whatever well, yeah, I mean, talking about the gamer as a label, um, going off of our first episode, that's certainly, when you think of gamer, that has to be the first image that comes to mind, Is a, or the first, the most noticeable part is that it's probably a man, or a young man. Right. <clears throat> yeah, eating Doritos and drinking Mountain Dew. Yeah, in his dark yeah. cave. In his basement. On a, with a Walmart headset. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, yeah, we want to talk. yeah like, but we don't, like, if you, if you guys remember from the first episode, I said that we are, I called us all gamers, and then Malachi kind of brought up the point that, you know, he doesn't like that label, and then I, I came to realize I didn't appreciate it either, and I'm assuming, Adam, you didn't either? Yeah, no, I think I yeah. flat out just said I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think we identify with that kind of collective idea. Of a, of a game of a gamer and we kind of wanted to kind of think about and talk about what we think that label means like when you think of a gamer mm. from what i remember of the first episode too we that really came up just out of nowhere and we yeah. were sort of spitballing <clears throat> intuitively it didn't feel right to call myself a gamer then and i couldn't i mean we talked through the subject but it only was after we talked about it, I think that I really realized um, more as to why my initial reaction was just to reject that kind of completely. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think I think there's more thoughts on it, but in the end, I feel that a gamer is sort of it means someone's that's that's swept up and very much a part of gamer culture. And I think that certainly doesn't apply to me. Right. Well, I mean, that's still kind of a lie. But I I think that is true in a lot of senses. Well, like, I don't know. Because if you you just enjoy video games, you know, like like we, I I could agree that we all do. It's kind of like if you make the analogy towards a movie, it's like you don't call like somebody who who watches a lot of movies like a movier or something. Yeah, exactly. Well, think of what I like. It's it's such a ridiculous question too to ask. Oh, do you do you watch movies? <laughs> everyone yeah, everyone right, does, right? And maybe there's a few people that can genuinely say like, no, I, I don't watch movies. And yeah, I mean that obviously that doesn't work for them. But yeah, like you said, you wouldn't call someone a, a filmer or a a moviegoer just because they watch movies, right? And when you like you can call yourself a cinephile, but there's no mm-hmm. baggage to that. There's no, it's like that's a that's a positive attribute of you. That, it's like oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. And then like oh, I'm a gamer. It's like okay. Or, I, th- I, mean, I think there's that wasn't articulate, but. <laughs> well, I think well, what 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 I think what, what you're getting is the at the baggage that comes with when we say gamer. What do you guys think of? Well, can I can I mention something that related yes. to yeah. that analogy? Yeah. 
I think when you when you mentioned that you're a, a film buff or a, a, whatever you said, I don't remember what the cinephile. word you, you cinephile. 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 I think it evokes someone who critically looks at a movie, whereas gamer evokes an image of someone who simply consumes at hmm. probably a disproportionate a rate or amount. Yeah. Yeah. Who just consumes and like gets nothing out of it. Yeah, either. exactly. I feel like that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and, it, and I feel like that's good. Well, and it's that, but that's ultimately something we have, we have to talk about. That's about, that's about video games as a medium though. Like if mm. you, if, like when you say that, oh, when you think of a gamer, it, you know, it's someone consuming and not necessarily getting anything out of it. That's because of kind of what we started to delve into in the first episode is that you're not necessarily getting anything out of a video game. You know, you're you're simulating life in a sense. Um, that That's kind of a, probably too general, but like you're... Instead of a, because film can be enjoyed as, as like an extracurricular to life in a sense. Yeah. It's it's mm. very much something you you participate in. It's like oh let's go watch a movie together. But it's like when you're playing a video game, you're it's like you're taking yourself out of life in a sense by nature of the medium. Mm. Would you and if agree? you think, yeah, and if if you think about it too. Let's say you you do say, oh, I'm going to go watch a movie today. Like, what? That's two hours, three hours tops for very rare movies. Yeah. There's no limit when you say, I'm going to play video games today. You could literally mean you're going to play 24 hours. And that wouldn't be too strange, I don't think. Or at least, yeah, that wouldn't be what do you out mean, of the ordinary. Look, <laughs> maybe not 24 hours, but if yeah, literally I, like, you I, just well, set a, like, you set a day aside... People right. play for a really long time. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, we definitely have. So, oh yeah, that yeah. I mean, and I think that it's like you said that that's a part of the medium. I don't know if that's something you can really blame on a person, but if there's no discrete starting and stopping time for playing a game, as there is with watching a movie, that's you know, it's the medium's. It's not the medium's fault, but it's what the medium's encouraging. Right. And it, but is that ultimate, is the baggage that comes with being a gamer, is that, is that a collective result of the attitudes of, of these like young men that, and probably women too, or is that simply just a result of the nature of the medium? You know, I think that's what I'm trying to get at. See, I, 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 I think I understand what you're saying because there's so much, it's like quick access serotonin. Mm. yeah and so and dopamine dopamine and dopamine yeah and so i don't really know where i was getting at but it was like it's like kids can just stay on for like 24 hours a day and feel fine like you know and not feel like it changed them like they might they might feel guilty about it you know but like video games offer so much like reward they light up your reward yeah. center like all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, you definitely do feel dirty after sitting down for like eight hours rating or oh, something. Yeah, you know, 100%. like you're like, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Well, the thing is too that you, in a very strong sense, if you're doing something like rating, I suppose, or anything that it's really an extended 
if there is such a thing as a starting and stopping point in video games, that one is very protracted. And so it kind of compels you to play for that long. I remember that's mm-hmm. um, pretty much all of our friends are very big fans of Destiny. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why it was hard for me to get into it, other than the fact that I never really played with it, I always, for the most part, I played by myself, and it's not that fun that way, although Kyle might beg to differ. <laughs> but <laughs> I think I just, I think, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but I, I couldn't, I just wasn't able to play for however long sure. an event intended. And if you're planning, if you're planning a time where everyone's schedule fits for a couple hours, if, if you can't participate in that, you can't participate in that. And you can't. Yeah. So it's really, if you want to do that, you have to make time or ignore time that you didn't have in the first place. Yeah, I think that's, I think in general, the connotation of being a gamer is is definitely not so much people who play this game's fault. I think it is like a byproduct of what the medium offers to gamers. I think I think you're 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 right in saying that, Kyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not so much like like what we're doing. It's more so like what they're giving to us. Like Malachi said, like Destiny raids last like four hours. Like and that's that's honestly hours. that's no. such a small time for a video game raid, from what I know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there's something I don't know. There's there's something that's for me when I've played like shorter games, like shorter stories. There's something that I've I I just feel like it's been a lot more meaningful. Like I've gotten a lot of meaning out of that because it's so like concise, and I can take a lot of things out of it. Yeah. More so when you're just playing like a game of life, you know. <clears throat> yeah, I think what for a while when I was thinking about these things and specifically how video games tend to prey on masculinity, um I was pretty turned off by video games in general. Like I still played them. But then at you're right, Adam, playing sort of shorter story based games kind of makes you realize that there is a lot of good that can be done with video games but still in a lot of senses video games like that they the benefits they get are inherited from the film industry when, when i think of yeah. something like that it's because it's this you know linear and very focused story yeah but i can't say that i didn't learn anything from playing destiny like you know for as long as i did Hmm. i can't say that i didn't get anything out of that like i mean i became best friends with you guys so and uh right and i i kind of wanted to talk about that but i don't know if we're really you know ready to go into that because it's more of a benefit of video games and but um i also wanted to describe destiny to the listeners um (laughs) because we probably should destiny is not so much uh like uh you have a start point and an end point and it's story-driven. Destiny is kind of an online multiplayer. Nowadays, cool. they're describing it as like kind of an online action, evolving world MMO, uh, first-person shooter. Uh, so you're you're not necessarily you, there are there is story that you're playing through, but you're spending most of your time doing activities with other individuals uh, to get loot and to you know increase your power and uh, 
make builds and stuff like that. So it, it's a different type of uh, game, different type of format, different systems. Mm. I would describe it as the very opposite of what I was saying with a movie that really reflects a film. It's yeah. hardly ever like that. But it did, you know, not really with more, not really so much with Malachi, but it did bring us together, Adam, and it's how we met our friend yeah. Marcus. Like, and there is there is something to be said. Like, I don't know if we're really ready to talk about this, but no, I mean we can talk about benefits. There's yeah, like some. what you were saying that you know you sit down for four hours with other people. Like when we plan to do a raid, like in in the majority of the time that I raided, it wasn't with you guys. It was with random strangers on the internet. Mm. you know playing the game too i probably have met tons of like probably countless probably up in the you know few several hundreds of people um through you know looking for a group you know third party looking for a group websites to try and do activities in destiny just random people who come across that you talk to for three or four hours and you never talk to them again and you know i we have so many memories so many jokes about you know <laughs> weird people that we met and just re- weird instances and, you know, some stuff that we look back on. So, um, and uh, there's something special about that. And um, yeah, I agree. It, but I think, you know, and we, you know, we met and just to be said, we met our friend Marcus. Marcus is now our best friend. You know, he's, you know, he even came down and visited us in person. So, yeah, and we met him online. And we met him through Destiny. <laughs> yep. yeah. So, which is crazy, you know, and I think that there's. A lot of cases like that um mm-hmm. and i think it's a positive thing but i think that one of the big issues with games like that is that it's so easy for, for people just to make it like a time dump and it, and it's so easy for kids too because they haven't really learned the responsibility to be able to say like oh no i've been playing for too long you know mm-hmm. yeah and that's such a de- developmental stage of their life like teenagers it's like Whoa. yeah well and like i said like I was saying earlier, um, video games and more so games like that, especially they do simulate life. You know, you're you're constantly seeking reward. You know, rewards are a mainstay of the game. You know, we're built yeah. to seek rewards, so you're constantly seeking rewards. And if you're constantly gaining those rewards, it's it's just, you know, it's it's a circle. You keep going. Yeah, you feel so good. And it's about like, it, and know? also like it, one negative thing I think that I can pull out from the community that games like that offer is that it also may become addicting because of like some sort of social status like thing you know like gaining social status Mm. within the world oh yeah like i have these titles therefore like yeah well i think yeah probably a big and relevant game to bring up is fortnite too people grinding to get the the max i I don't think any of us have that much experience with fortnite no but no I am certainly aware that there's a culture of grinding to get to the... They have this thing called a battle pass. It's essentially a seasonal type thing where you play the game to rank up to get to the the top tier. And there's always... There's rewards throughout. But the end one tends to be the most prestigious and kind of coolest reward. So I remember being in college and we all grinded together. (laughs) All, All eight of the roommates played the game and grinded <laughs> to get to the the max level and yet and it took us a long time and yet there'd be individuals that got it before us and that well, was the first i also, think that was the you first could also time pay for the tiers you can pay you for could the just tiers. buy the tiers flat out which is another conversation but i think mm-hmm. we want to talk more about the 
the impact on the psyche that video games have. Mm-hmm. And I think there's definitely like something to say about when you're a teenager developing. One thing I think that is a connotation of being a gamer is like being antisocial. You mm. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that can definitely come from playing a lot of video games if you're a gamer, you know? Uh, because we're not having like real social interaction. Mm-hmm. Well, like we're having real social interaction, but it's not physical. And there's so many different things. Like, I mean, even with our podcast, like we decided that we wanted to go onto camera so that we can see each other. And <laughs> yeah. I think it'll make it a lot more comfortable. You yeah. Know? So there's something to be said about that. It definitely engages different parts of you when you eat, when you, when, when you're seeing per- somebody. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people dismiss when you say that, you know, video games and I think any, any pre- really anything in the internet um, lowers your social skills or when people say you know oh I used to used to call up my buddies or used to hang out with my friends every day in the, the street you know you guys just talk on the internet I think it's very easy to dismiss that criticism because like Kyle was saying he's talked to hundreds of people had these kind of real bonds um, and real lengthy long-lasting bonds with some people and very short ones but but nonetheless there's social interaction yeah actually, but it, i have made a few few good friends actually besides marcus mm-hmm. actually yeah. and yeah. and yet that's still it, it's not a stand-in for the real thing is no that, it isn't or is it a stand-in a, i don't a, know how that term works a, you you're a different person online there's an the anonymity of it um and that's why you see so many people being so <laughs> risk of you know risk taking on the internets because it's not yeah Mm. that tweet that text or that voice with no face that's not you you know it could be anything you want it to be Mm -hmm. you know it could be uh, uh, khabib nurmagomedov and john jones yeah it could be and you would never know (laughs) that's that's kyle nunez and adam martin (laughs) um well at the same time too well I, i guess more continuing off of what you were saying when you're talking about destiny that's a very different social experience than, say, Call of Duty. Because in, De- in right. Destiny, when you're cooperatively playing in a raid, and you're probably going to be playing for a while, and it, mm-hmm. unless someone's doing super poorly and you're just getting mad, you're not going to really talk trash. Yeah, and you're yet, taking roles, you're working with each other, you know, you're making call-outs. Mm-hmm. You know, Communica- yeah, communication is a tool in there. Yeah, yeah. You take something like Call of Duty where i mean that, that's just the opposite of what it is yeah you talk trash it, it's meant for talking trash you talk trash with your teammates yeah. and sometimes you, are, you don't even know why you don't hesitate the minute you get in the lobby you start talking trash. <laughs> you don't even know if someone's going to respond there and i think that that's also a big part of gamer as a label is this abusive well, racist person and it yeah. It's hard to dismiss that because you go on a lobby in Call of Duty and there's an abusive racist person there every single time. Racist sex, some sort of ist that's going to yeah. be on there. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so at the same time... Well, it, well and that's like... Word and it's everything. like... Yeah, that's like what you were saying, Malachi. It, video games, more so now than ever, I think that you put it the best way, they do prey on masculinity. Mm. They exploit every ounce of masculinity and i think I, we should I, yeah 
I think we should specifically talk about what we mean there. Because there's a lot of talk about masculinity nowadays, toxic masculinity. I don't think people actually try to make a definition of masculinity, though. They just kind of try to talk about the bad things. And I don't think that we want to truly define masculinity in this episode because it is about video games. Um, And yet, it was actually interesting. I, I read an article the other day about... I mean, it wasn't about the hero's journey, but it eventually mentioned that and how that the hero's journey is really a man's journey. It's not a female hero's journey. And what I mean by that is that it really, um, I don't know, I guess. Well, that's also not to say that the, that the female doesn't have a hero's journey. Exactly. Like they, they both have their own. They, they both have a hero's journey, and we're also talking archetypally. Like yes, symbolically. I, I think it, it it reflects the biology, the psychology, the I think pure desires, and I, yeah, I, I think I, I do mean good desires of a man through this through this adventure, through this trial to do yeah. good. Um, right, and so. I bring this up because to boil it down to words that will be useful here, that men crave this adventure, this sense of accomplishment of, of conquering something. Um, and video games are very good at simulating that every single time you defeat an enemy, there's this burst of, dopamine of testosterone of adrenaline and so you just want to keep doing it <laughs> and it and you yeah. can say whatever you want behind a mask you can, yeah you can do whatever you want so. behind a mask um and you can be the hero and yeah. to, and it and because and biologically that's everything the man can want that's what we strive to do that's why it's funny because as much as it so you're doing that inside the video game constantly, but it's ultimately also the reason why you feel guilty after playing for eight mm-hmm. hours in a row. Yeah, you know because you're not actually going out there and and uh, and encountering that hero's journey. Right. You know? Yeah, you're not. Your 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 brain does know the difference ultimately. And I think that differs with other mediums as well, because it, obviously there's a hero's journey in plenty of films, plenty of books. And yet you don't hear us complaining about, you know, this book is simulating masculinity and people don't do adventures afterwards. And I think the yeah. reason for that is you're not drawn into the story as if you're experiencing it personally. And obviously you get drawn to the world in a film or a book, but you're not the, the character and you're not personally accomplishing something. No matter what kind of task you do in a video game, you are doing that, but when you're reading through a book, yeah, you're just looking at the pages, or you're just right. watching you're, the movie. You're a passive participant. Yeah, you you are a passive participant in the game. You're you're controlling. You're going through an environment. You know you're you're striking down these enemies, and then you're going and you're picking up that reward. You're you're gaining. You're seeing that bar fill up. You're seeing these slots get checked out. You know. Mm. that 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 you that you earned in a sense Th- those tracks are there 
Yeah, it simulates the hero's journey and pretty much completely. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know. I feel like it requires a lot of responsibility to be able to control like yourself with that sort of thing. And I feel like a lot of kids just get like their lives kind of taken away for them for however long, mm -hmm. you know. And I think parents are very unaware of it, too. I think we as a culture are unaware of it is probably a better well, way of saying that well, well i think that they're right <laughs> like partially you know partially so. well i think that's why you see the you know, older generations have so much um not vitriol but just they're very dismissive of video games very condemning mm -hmm. because they don't see their their child going out in the world and you know you know conquering and protecting in the real world you know mm. they're they're doing it all in their room yeah and you so. know what i i wanted to bring up something personal that i don't know and this happened a couple months ago maybe maybe a year ago at most where i was playing no man's sky i think with adam either that or he just shortly stopped and i was working so hard to make yeah, you guys were playing that for a while yeah we did yeah we were Mm -hmm. working so hard to make the perfect base to make it functional aesthetically pleasing <laughs> I remember that you know in every single way possible and i was you know working on it really proud of myself and then when i when i stopped i kept thinking about it and planning on working on it next because i felt this accomplishment and for some reason i realized not only what's the point you know what's the point of making this look good but that I would never do that in the real world. That I have not been so diligent in making something artistic. Right. And that is interesting. Yeah. yeah, and it was, it was so. It just seemed all of a sudden ridiculous to me. Hmm. Oh, shoot, that's that's not the words like, I, I want to use. I've but. ever put as much diligence into my homework. Like I'm like I do some pretty tough homework, you know. And I, I could say the same for both of, for all of us, you know. I don't think I've ever put as much of my time working towards something and focusing so hard, like, as I would in, like, Destiny or, like, League or something yeah. like that. Mm. Like, I, I, Which is I, a crazy thing to think about. I think I can say the same. I have not put nearly the amount of effort into <laughs> a given homework assignment than I have into, you know, how my characters look or in destiny mm -hmm. or something you know how but but it's because nothing in life is hard and and video games make it seem like everything's easy yeah because they, they want a game to be intuitive for the most part they want it to be yeah easy that's, to use. that's what sells yeah and then that's that's what a game is that's another topic yeah it's but... life but easier and so i wanted to finish the little little anecdote because i remembered where mm -hmm. i was going with that but I wouldn't have, I think if I, if I didn't realize that in that moment, I don't think I would have ever done anything artistic outside of a video game. I don't think I would have even yeah. known that I could because, you know, I, I just hadn't done it in real life and I would have gotten the accomplishment from it inside the video game and would not have felt the need to, to get the same accomplishment outside because it's hard. It's hard, and it takes time to learn how to do things, practice to get better. Yeah. And if I can feel that way 
inside of a video game, why feel it outside? Well, it it makes me think though, Malachi, and I, I kind of let's maybe it's a good time to talk about despite all these the nature of video games and how they kind of inhibit someone in their life there is also like benefits to these things because especially i think especially with um competitive games That's, um, yeah i was going to so talk about that so i wanted to say like i spent a lot of time playing overwatch and something i can genuinely say that i learned from playing overwatch was how how to deal with people in like a group setting so when you play overwatch you get matched with random people right in a competitive setting you know you get matched with random people that are playing you know the characters they want to play and you're trying to win a game um oftentimes that doesn't or every time it's not going to go perfect these people are not going to do what you want them to do so (laughs) i can really say that Overwatch really started to teach me that you cannot possibly hope to control what somebody's going to do. And that when you're trying to succeed in an act, in an act, in a some kind of task, it's of utmost importance that you only worry about your contribution. You know, mm. while also providing constructive feedback to these people without any expectation. Mm. Any expectation at all. Um, I think and I, you know, and I, you know, and I, you know, you, I learned that over time. And then I learned that, hey, this is like, this is applicable mm-hmm. to my life, you know. Especially um, to your major, too. <laughs> yes, especially to a psychology major, really. Yeah. You see, that, that, I think that's a really good thing to bring up, too, because perhaps there's another reading of the story I was telling that video games help me realize my artistic potential or something like that. And I think that's that would be hard for me to say, no, that's wrong. And maybe because video games are so easy to get into and because you're in it, because you're interacting, maybe it does lend itself better to teaching life lessons than something else, some other medium. I don't know. I don't Do know either. I don't think that's true. No, I don't. I think, I think you... it can. <laughs> I don't think yeah, games are I designed think... for it enough. I think, you, yes. I think it just says much out of just only reading books and, and watching movies. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I think that's... Not. Well, I think that's a whole different line of thinking. Yeah. Where when you're, reading in a bo- when you're reading a book, you're wholly immersed in the story mentally and in the everything that's happening and you you're really your your mind and the book become one and that's not just right. a metaphor and so when you're yeah, reading these these things truly embracing it you're just innately grasping the themes and ideas in it and so mm-hmm. we have something like that particular mode in no man's sky and overwatch being competitive in it where the design is really meant for you to work on these skills so i think in that sense obviously that's gonna help you but video games and help you learn those skills video games in general just as a blanket statement i'm not sure about that right yeah yeah but there i think there's also something to be said about like people who are really talented in esports because that's that's offering them like money and 
wealth, you know. So I don't, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of different. No, things I we mean, can talk about that. That's a that's a good point, because if you think about professional football players, are they not also playing a game? Are they not also simulating life? Yeah. And yet, yeah, they're right. not. They're not losers. Perfecting that's their it. Craft. Yeah. But it's also very unhealth. Like, I mean, at at the beginning of esports, most esports players were like extremely unhealthy, and that's all they would do for like twenty four hours. Like we were saying, the stereotypical mm-hmm. gamer is. And I think as time goes by, like there will become more. There will. There will be instilled more rules, like to keep people like healthy and have a, a good well-being hmm. in terms of esports and i think that just goes with any prospe- professional sport but um i think it's it's a positive thing if the person is super talented at it you know i agree i agree i think so too and i think you're right when people get more aware of the effects of video games and sort of develop more rules and suggestions i suppose and how one should be playing video games. Yeah, I think you're right. It'll be... Well, I, I suppose I think you're right in that that will happen. But I guess he didn't make any assertion other than that. So I won't comment on that. Yeah. Um. So I was just thinking, though, something really interesting. And to avoid dead air, I wanted to bring it up, but I forgot about it. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, woo! At least we're avoiding um, dead air, Kyle. <laughs> we are avoiding dead air. Um, is that the solution? Just gonna ramble? Yeah. It was. I was. I mean, I wanted to talk. It was in the. I think I can remember the idea of it in the general sense. It was just m- talking more about. I got it. I remember it. But. So what do you guys think? Because I can definitely say, like, kind of reflecting on, like, how I feel exactly now, like, right now about video games. Um, I thought moving here to Chapman, um, I was going to still have the same desire and uh, to play video games as I did when I was back home. And I can say that desire is completely, like, dissolved. Like, I, mm-hmm. I have no desire to, you know, as much as I love destiny and you know would like to play games like call of duty with you guys like i just i can't justify it and that's not necessarily a consequence of being you know time pressed really it really isn't it's just i'd rather just take a walk here and maybe meet some people you know and so it got me thinking i've been thinking about this over the past few minutes it got me thinking you know how much of our is it, you know, can, is, is there more control in, in, in young men playing video games than we think there is? Like, is there more, are they doing it because they feel like they can't successfully operate in the real world? You know, or is it a chicken or is it a, was it the chicken or, the, you know, what came first? Yeah, chicken and egg. Or yeah, egg. chicken and egg or the egg. You know what came first is do they feel like they can't successfully operate because they got too much in the video games, or do they or do they feel like they can't operate because of video games? You know, what do you guys think? Like, cause um, I can definitely say for myself. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, um, no. You continue, continue. Because I can definitely say for myself that 
as much I don't regret playing as much video games as I do really an ounce and I'm, I'm trying to reflect deeply um, I don't think I'd really trade it for going out and doing things and meeting new people like I, I was working you know I was talking to you guys all the time um, but it definitely was just filler you know mm. it wasn't really an addiction it was uh, you know it was just something I was passionate about and that was a good way for me to use my time. I, I felt like a good investment of my time. And, um, you know, I'm in a different place now. So, you know, and it's just, you know, moved out of my life for right now. And I, so, so in that way, like, and it's weird for me to, to think that I'm someone who I can say has played a lot of video games, but now it's just like not really something I ever think about, you know? So that kind of counteracts a lot of like what we just talked about you know, from my personal perspective, you know, story. So how do you, what do you guys think about that? When I think of that, I think that I, I would never have described myself as addicted to video games either. I would say yeah. it was filler, but I would say that it was filler when I could have been doing and probably would rather have been doing other things when I look back. And, and when... I started playing video games and I mean, this is like on a daily basis. If I were to start playing, having, I suppose a session, it's hard to get that to stop. And so I know when I think of what we've been talking about in terms of, you know, dopamine and things like that and how it appeals to men, that that's more how I'd relate to it. And that if I started playing, it's hard to, to stop. And maybe there were times where I really liked playing a lot and kind of came back mm -hmm. more often than not. But I can probably say the same thing about a TV show or a book if I really like it. I might right. just want to keep coming back to it. Why do you feel like... Because I don't regret playing as much video games as I did. Yeah. Well, so wait, why wait, do you feel differently, Malachi? When you guys talk about video games, you always mention that you gained a bunch of friendships by it. You guys got closer together. But as I've mm -hmm. already said before, that, I mean, Adam and I didn't become friends from that. Right. Kyle, you and I didn't become friends from that. Right. I think perhaps it kept us in communication for longer and for yeah. when we might not otherwise have been in communication. But since that is not my positive experience from video games, and that's not to say, I feel like I've talked very negative about video games. And I hope we do get time to talk about what I think are positives and what I really love about video games. Of but when I think of, you know, what I, do I, do I like that I've played, do I like the role that video games have played in my life and would I, would I change that? I think of what I was mentioning with No Man's Sky, that there is a bunch of potential in my life that I didn't go after because I was satisfied in video games. Yeah, we've had this conversation before. You feel like it was because of video games, you know, stopped you from pursuing those things in in real life. And you know, and and maybe I don't know. I I still think I can't say that for myself. Really. I could say the same 
is the case for me, Malachi. I enjoyed myself too much. I, I also enjoyed it too, and I don't really regret what I got out of it. I, I think, but I definitely think, like, if I was who I, I am now, looking back to who I was then, I would definitely be doing the stuff I am now rather than like sitting mm. and playing video games. Well, I guess, I, but I don't regret sure, like what I sure, got. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Perfect way to put it. I think I should probably clarify. I don't mean that. Oh, you know, if I didn't play video games, I'd be a professional football player right now or something like that. Maybe I wouldn't even pick up. <laughs> yeah. Another skill, yeah. but. I think it. I think you are right, Adam. Um, I just wouldn't have spent my time like that. And I think there are a few skills that I have now that I would have developed further, and probably you probably would have been more social and had better social experiences without video games. But I think what you said was pretty true. Well, and we are also interested in it. You know, like right now we would rather go out and get coffee and or go and like hike. And yeah. that's what we would do to, to socialize, you know. But that was our, our main form of socialization. So I don't think we can discredit the fact that we were interested in it. Right. And that it was important to us back then, you know. So. Yeah. When it's also, it's also, it was my main socialization, like, outlet. You know, it was how I talked to my friends, you know. Um, yeah, me too. Well, yeah. When I got home, like, I, you know, I looked forward to being able to play video games, not because of I can really say not because of the video game, but because of being able to talk to Absolutely. whoever I can yeah. talk to. Yeah. Do you think that you, do either of you think that you've suffered from that being your main form of socialization? No. At least a major I don't think form? So. I don't think so for me. No. I've, I mean, I've, pretty, I've done fine, mm. like in college, you know, so. Yeah. I hesitate to say no, but... I think I would hesitate to say yes. (laughs) I'd hesitate to say no, but I think some of the things that I feel stop me from being a, you know, really successful socially have always been with me. Or like a, I don't think they're necessarily, and maybe they've been, you know, uh, amplified through, you know, through playing too many video games and interacting with people like this more than in a normal setting um Mm. maybe they've been amplified in that way but i think you know you know where i fall short socially is i feel like it's always been that's always been just me my Mm. personality yeah that's that's absolutely true yeah i think I, i would struggle to say yes or no on this as well but and i think you're totally right i think all of us have pretty introverted personalities and I don't want to say awkward personality because I don't think that exists but <laughs> yeah I, I think, think we can be awkward I think yeah. it is a little bit yeah a little bit weird um quirky whatever yeah whatever but I think yeah whatever it don't matter well, I mean everyone that's that's such a silly th- thing to say to be honest <laughs> yeah who's not weird honestly yeah um but that's probably <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there probably are yeah. some weirdos. No, but um, yeah. socially, perhaps I could have moved past and understood uh, my own introvertedness or my own style of interacting with people better if I had sought out more opportunities to do so 
outside of games yeah i see what you're saying yeah but then yeah yeah, like you said that there that's something that's been probably with all of us our whole lives will be with us there are people that have had that problem for millennia and video games didn't invent it and yet i don't want to just ramble on however Well, well can i say something sure yeah please when i think what you know there's a completely different idea but when you're saying about being introverted um i think that like most things in life i think in terms of the personal responsibility when it comes to things like this um video games you know pleasures you know drugs alcohol anything i think ultimately it's intention and these things are tools you know being being introverted it's it's been um very advantageous for me to start thinking of being more introverted than extroverted not as a character trait but as a tool you know to okay like what is my intention Mm. and and, you know if i'm gonna you know go back to my room and sit down for a little and watch like some youtube like that's a tool for me you know it's not does that make sense or if i'm gonna go back to my room and play video games for a little bit it's not like it's a it's a tool for me it's a way for me to you know a tool for which purpose what end to to quell that part of me that you know the personality trait to recharge yeah Mm. i'd probably disagree on that i mean personally (laughs) yeah i agree i agree with that but i think that's just because i'm i'm utilitarian in my usage of video games rather than like i'd say i'm more of i'm more of a i use video games as a mean to like help me and like talk to you guys you know mm-hmm. yeah, rather you, than yeah uh, you kind of said that in the first episode it was more like just simply just a way to talk to you guys and just distraction i definitely say like i i really enjoy playing them but i i think my main uh reason for playing them is because i just get to hang out with you guys um but what i was trying to say is i think that i think that there is like another side to it and like people who genuinely like see it as an art form you know and like want to consume that Mm. like i feel like that's is that what you're trying to say malachi when i was talking about the the good parts yeah yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's what's drawn me to video games, or what's kind of kept me through it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because that's yeah. something I realized I appreciated, probably in, in middle school, was that it's this, video games are this amalgamation of, vi- like, art, as in, kind of visual painting, um, I don't know what a better word for that is, <laughs> than art, yeah. and then I mean, it's so music. beautiful. It's beautiful, There, there's music and there's storytelling there's cameras there's gameplay and when it all goes together when it all forms this cohesive idea right a single idea i think then it's it's truly beautiful and i think even the most casual of gamers can get a sense of what the game is trying to convey yeah I think I've always appreciated that, but I think I never appreciated it more than when I uh, did VR for the first time. (laughs) 
because that is like that's ultimately it's where crazy. video games will be you know you know in mm, it's crazy stuff. in a few decades i don't think we'll be playing on a desktop anymore i think it'll all be virtual reality so whether or not no. that's ethical is another conversation no <laughs> <laughs> i know i don't i don't think so the same reason that i is poor this i guess i guess this is the poor example for the same reason why people still make black and white movies there's something mm. about that it's it's a tool you know that that is something that is part of the storytelling so uh, i really wish i can come up with a better example on the fly but yeah that's that's why we still use mediums that are outdated or forms of mediums that are outdated because they tell a different story see but i don't know malachi because it's just like vr is just going to get better and better and it's more accessible <laughs> and it's then it's no longer <laughs> whoops it's no longer Sorry, a video everybody. game man. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then it's it's gonna get better and better and like it's just gonna be easier for people to like get that dopamine fix you know and so i think we shouldn't think that vr is not gonna be our new desktop um or at least AR. maybe I'm pushing back too hard on this. I, I guess what I mean is that it's gonna be, it's not gonna be. You're not gonna see video games that we have now in VR. We're not gonna be playing those oh. games. They're gonna be completely yeah. different. They're gonna be VR games. Yeah. But we also haven't seen like any big like MMO RPG type of like VR game yet that like completely consumes you. You know. Well, it's a difference between a first-person camera and a third-person camera, though. You can have the exact same game, put it, put the camera in different places, completely different experience, right. and one yeah. one lends itself more to the game than the other one. Yeah. Hmm. And so you you're, um, pro- you're probably right that it'll take over, but still. Yeah. Um, did we want to kind of? talk about uh kind of the positive effects of video games mm. both on like culture and life as an uh, and uh and uh, personally as well you think yeah we've talked a lot about the social side um so i don't really want to talk about that yeah anymore because it, it has benefited us i think and we have Maybe mentioned it yeah we've have we've mentioned it a few times um so maybe it's kind of a moot point at this at this particular uh minute but what do you guys think we well i think of things like like with destiny 2 or with destiny 1 i don't, I don't remember but they they do some really cool stuff just because they are getting so much money some of that money can be used in in positive ways like they um oh yeah quakes in mm. haiti were were happening uh they basically sold shirts like destiny shirts and uh all of the profit from the destiny shirts went to haiti yeah and and the destiny community is like the best and i'm just like speaking from like personal bias they raised because they have one week out of every year they have like a block of streams throughout the week with a whole bunch of like destiny streamers um 
and they raise money for St. Jude's. Um, and did I think they also do something for the Australian. Uh, did, uh, that that was Bungie, but so what I'm talking about is like oh, the okay. community. Um, they raised last year. They raised, I think, upwards of like four million dollars. Oh wow! For St. Okay. Jude. Um, I'm trying to look it up right now to verify, but um, yeah, I mean it's just insane. They raised a grand total of three point seven million dollars for St. Jude's, which is uh that's insane. That's not even that yeah. wasn't even you know set up by the developer. That was set up by the community. You know, yeah, and you know that doesn't happen only in Destiny either, which is something that I think should be said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like, because it's such an easy way to reach untold amount of people through a game. Yeah, you know. Yes, that that's a very interesting thing to bring up. It's really an unprecedented reach of people. Can that... you hear my laptop? It's like gonna blow up right now. No, no not really. Yet. Okay, good. He's <laughs> gonna be oh, I'm about gosh. to blow up this entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's an unprecedented, unprecedented amount of people that you can count on to play your game for more than a couple hours. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you think of bringing up a movie again people are going to watch that one time maybe in however long some people that's it but a video game people are going to continually continually play that look back on it form shared experiences with people talk about it live it yeah that's fascinating and i feel like more often than not that has done more good for people in general than than bad like we can say that mm. like yeah, like GTA Five and Doom and Red Dead Redemption did like maybe I don't have any evidence towards this, but like maybe um, encourage some tendencies. But don't you ever talk part, bad about Doom again? Like video games and communities of video games, I think have done more good than than bad. And who knows? You know, there's just something to be said the nature of the medium of a video game and the way you interact with it especially for a young man compared to books or video games or any other kind of or Mm. books or sorry films in any other way maybe it helped them out of a terrible situation maybe it helped them cope with a terrible situation maybe it stopped them from even killing themselves you know that's true people have i think i think there's probably countless you know uh stories like that so and i think that's due to the nature of a video game the nature of the way you interact with it yeah i, th- I think it's one of the last bastions of yeah the anonymity not to mention the communities mm-hmm. yes i, I exactly. think it, it's one oh i guess what i'm saying is not entirely true but still you can talk in a video game there's since there's no video you can have and hardly i mean there's audio but you can interact with people socially and not really fear being judged and I, that's not entirely true because you can definitely infer now things. Fortnite and Call of Duty. Yeah, you can definitely infer things from voice. I'm just kidding. But in a lot of ways, you're an equal agent to everyone else and you're perceived that way. And so you're right. If people are not, if people might be depressed or something like that or have or be going through something hard in their lives, that doesn't come out in a in a video game you're just playing a game right mm-hmm. right you're being and, somebody else mm-hmm. 
And I think of two when we were talking about socialization. How many times have we talked with people, our friends in real life? How many times is that a way to bond with a stranger in real life? Um, I guess I structured that sentence incorrectly. But, but how many times has a video game been that conversation? How many times yeah. has a video game yeah. been that bonding point? Because, yeah. again, yeah. we've all played it. We've all... I mean, think of Modern Warfare 2 is probably what we talked about when we were kids. Right. And that's, I think that was a big, and just those, the Call of Duties in that time, that was a... Yeah, and then, and then Skyrim, Malachi Skyrim in seventh grade, like, just, mm-hmm. you know, is what we talked about every day, you know, when we came, mm-hmm. and when I we can came go, to school, we're like, we all would talk about our own experiences, you know? And By the way, Skyrim is the best game ever. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and you can go to someone right now, any single one of us, and talk to another, I mean it's most likely going to be another man um, our age and say like, oh, how about General Shepard or something like that? Something in Modern Warfare 2 or those games. And they know exactly what you're talking about. And you can it's get like a conversation. Yeah, it's right. camaraderie. And what well, I, I mean, that's another thing, a positive thing about masculinity that is being utilized there, I think. And that's camaraderie, brotherhood. It feeds right into that, I think. Uh, on accident. I don't think that's the nature of the medium. That just happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even today, like, I, I can, I can, that's a testament to that. Even today, the exact same thing, or the that exact thing happened. I had a conversation with one of my classmates, like, about video games. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but then it's double-sided because it's kind of a testament to, like, being labeled as a gamer and like kind of collectively what you feel if someone knows you like a stranger knows that you play video games you're scared of the presumptions that they're going to make about mm-hmm. you or you're just wary of those because one of the, we were trying to looking for examples of logical fallacies probably like the freaking millionth one i've done um <laughs> and i just i just found one in like a twitter thread under a game informer article and uh you know i was just talking to the professor and uh, then she asked for, like, an example, but it was kind of, like, unspoken that she wanted me to... Adam, come on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. We're losing Adam. He's he's going to sleep. <laughs> not going to sleep. He's <laughs> just going to close your eyes. on him. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay. And uh, it was kind of unspoken that she wanted me to give an example. But, not, you know, that's I was worried because I was going to say, oh, I'm reading a, this art, like, from Game Informer, this article about a redesign of a game. You know, like, I hesitated to say that, but I did anyway. But, you know, there's just that wariness of the presumption that somebody's going to make on you because you play video games, even though, you know, we, you guys now know how we feel about our own experiences with video games. We're not ashamed of it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just still, you're just, people... You assume that people have presumptions. <clears throat> yeah, and stereotypes and yeah. yeah. And I know I'm I'm particularly a person that doesn't appreciate that. That would rather control my image to a probably more more than I'd like to say. Um so yeah, when something like that happens and that's not something that I want associated with me. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's particularly disturbing to me and probably you guys too. And that's probably not a good thing, but it can be um, particularly yeah. disturbing. 
Well, and it is so double-sided, you know. And it's like girls, like people will just look at, like girls will look at you differently. Like guys will look like, like jock, like, you know, like I want to just have a normal conversation. Like I'm a human, you're a human too. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just talk. Yeah. And at some point you're just the gamer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At some point you are just the gamer. Yeah. I would assume, you know. And I think it's funny well, it's too. also, sorry. No, you talk. Well, please. it has something. There, there's something to be said there because, and I think we kind of wanted to talk about misconceptions and stereotypes. And it's kind of, I don't think we kind of successfully got there when we were talking about gamer as a label. Because, you know, if we interacted with someone, you know, because I don't think their first assumption would be like, oh, this guy plays video games with any of us. I feel like it might be the I, I, with me. I'm not sure though. I don't. I. I don't think I can say that about me. What about you, Adam? That people think that I like. like say if you if you interacted with somebody, games. yeah, you like, introduce yourself to somebody. You think they're. I first... don't think that people. No, I don't think that's their first inclination. I yeah, think at all. I think we all give off. Um, maybe a nerdy vibe is inaccurate, but I think people perceive it as a nerdy vibe, and I think that's in turn perceived as a gamer vibe because gamers are nerds obviously yeah there's definitely some uh, gamers on campus <laughs> they are they are uh you can you can eye them out a mile away mm-hmm. yeah they got their razor M- and msi yeah. laptops <laughs> oh yeah they wear their pajamas there's, one, there's this one kid that's always playing minecraft in the freaking lounge man oh, <laughs> that's always playing minecraft yeah, I mean that's not hard. what I that's not what I meant though. Offer him, dude. Though offer him, yeah. prick. Yeah, he doesn't give Think a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good about for that. him, man. Well, yeah, and there's some. Building. Yeah, there's someone right there that can just claim that as their identity or as a big part of their identity, and th- yeah, that's that's fine. Like, why not? Yeah, but I I just don't want that for myself. I don't think that. Mm-hmm. Like, not that I, I don't want to be a part of that, you know, but... Yeah, but, I, okay, think about I this. I don't consider myself... Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll, sorry. Okay, I'll go say ahead. after. I was going to say, think about this. That kid that I described <laughs> playing Minecraft in the lounge, is he as approachable as, like, the person sitting next to him doing his, doing their homework, you know? I mean... Like, I think that's a good kind of, like, test. That's an interesting question. I want to say, yes, he is as approachable. Because why would you just interrupt someone while they're studying? But I don't think that's what you meant. (laughs) No, this is not what I meant. (laughs) I think you're right, though. If it was like, I I think a better one would be, right, there's an empty seat next to the guy that's studying an empty seat next to the guy that's playing Minecraft on his laptop. You're not sitting next to the guy. Well, and I I I don't actually feel this way. And I'm just trying to... And I might be wrong, and it might be unfair, but I I think the gut reaction is, oh, that guy's a weirdo. Yeah. You know, even I don't feel that way, me personally, but I think that's a gut reaction some people have. Um, Yeah. So. I want to make myself sound better and say, no, you can't judge a book by its cover. You can't just mm-hmm. say this guy looks like he's like that, so he's going to be like that. Every time I think that, I realize you can't judge a book by a cover. <laughs> Which yeah. I, I don't mean that true at all, but I don't know. I 
I'm sure everyone knows like, some people sometimes people will look exactly like who they are so I don't know if I'd be like this guy might be like a really cool guy I think I just wouldn't bother right yeah. I don't know I'm not sure I think it's more like that's just not a personality I'd vibe with I tend not to yeah and that's important too because i do feel like i've gotten along like more so with people who are like social and outgoing mm. than i have with people like who are like more introverted and like well not like not you guys obviously but um like especially with like like gamer types like i i actually kind of get annoyed sometimes just because that's all they want to talk about and i'm like yeah sure yeah i think i hardly I, talk I about what you're new games during the day yeah, I don't know. It'd be the last thing I'd probably talk about unless, like, they asked me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to get to know people, you know, not because they're somebody or because they're part of like something. I just want to get to know like them. Yeah. Tell me your deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think to since you guys have got to bring up your favorite games. Go ahead. I think to to bring this sort of full circle, I suppose, unless we go past this. One of the games, the game series that I've come to love recently, and this is something I'm probably a bit a bit ashamed of saying, because it will label me immediately as a gamer if people know it, just deeply and intensely as as a, a nerdy gamer, is Kyle and Adam. They already know what I'm going to say. Why don't you just say it, huh? Yakuza, baby. Yep. Yakuza. Yakuza, Yakuza series. Very strange. Um, yeah, some very weird parts. But anyway, that's not the point I'm saying. Because it has a very... It's very goofy on the outside with the things that, that you can optionally do. Extremely goofy. Um, I'm talking specifically about Yakuza 0. And But but the, the main story is this <laughs> dead serious game or story about gangsters i mean you're like the main character is like the nice the best person in the whole world like the nicest person the most heroic person but but the original one or sorry not the original but yakuza zero it's a story about the, the way they put it is um being fighting to be a, a real yakuza and the, the way that they tell that story and and it, it's still a video game story and I, I think I, I do want to distinguish that even though it is has a lot of things that relate it to a film and, and especially in the cutscenes it's very much a video game story it would probably make the worst movie ever like very cheesy one and that that's something always to be considered when thinking about video game stories yeah. but the, the but it's it's something that's attracted you you know yeah like what's to say it's not art exactly it, it just it, it works for the medium but anyway it's it's about becoming a real yakuza and i realize that that doesn't make sense just saying it but the way i interpreted it and the way i felt it was talking about what was becoming a hero and that's not what exactly the story because there, there's another villain trying to be a real yakuza 
but it was a story about doing something heroic, something challenging, something hard, and you had to be courageous. And that that was the way that your character was going about being a real Yakuza, as opposed to being a villain. And, you know, you're fighting people, fist fighting people through the game, and it really stuck with me outside of the game, the, the themes of it, of becoming that's awesome that's cool yeah of becoming your own person and becoming like i said a hero and i think that kind of not nullifies but but shows that what we've been saying doesn't have to be true the negative things about video games here's this story that i think a lot of times i might put too much time in the game because it very good game and yeah, I got something so deep out of it because of its presentation. Yeah. And I think well, a lot of video games don't really go to achieve that. No. Like that. It's special. But but I want to say that. And there's something there I want to make a point of kind of at the end of this podcast is with Yakuza being Malachi's favorite game, with Destiny being my favorite game, and with Adam Skyrim being your favorite game, like... I think ultimately, like, the way people gravitate towards certain games and the way they resonate with people on whatever level, it really is kind of a way for them to, like, express themselves through their interests, hmm. you know? Like, and what basically what I'm saying is, like, maybe what someone's favorite game is says a lot about them and how they interact with video games, you know? I think that's a very astute point. Yeah. And I can't exactly say, you know, what what Destiny says about me. Mm-hmm. But if you, you know, um, I, think there's, I think there's some truth to that. And there's something to that. Yeah, I'd have to think about that. I don't really know. Um, but I, I, I definitely agree with you. It, I feel like it does say something about me. Because... Something about you. And it, it's something interesting about destiny i i don't really think it's entirely the game itself that's kept me playing it's also been a majority in part due to the community you know uh so yeah yeah all right guys do you think we're good i mean i don't know if we have anything else to say i think we might just be stretching our time if we didn't stop yeah we want this to happen organically yes yeah. not just adam saying should we stop <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um that's how we've done the last two yeah episodes, that is what so. we've had to do i'm just kidding adam i think we need to put adam to bed <laughs> <laughs> he's dying over here it's been a long day boys well it has been a long day been a very long day mm-hmm. so well, I'd like uh, to thank everyone for listening yeah. And once again, we really appreciate feedback. And I think we'd go so far as to say as we really need it. So please email us at camplycomplicated at gmail.com. That just C-A-N-T-B-E-C-O-M-P-L-I-C-A-T-E-D. I said that without looking at the letters. Yeah, that was impressive. Uh, at gmail.com. 
I mean, yeah, you could do that or you whatever is comfortable for I you. I mean, yeah, know. just messages. Whatever. Yeah, or Talk just message calls. Adam. Actually, just message Adam. Everyone yeah, message just Adam. Message me. Yeah, that's the easiest, to be honest. Find Adam. Just talk to him. Talk to him. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. All right. There's a lot of things that you guys can't see that we can because we're we're in a video call. Yeah. So oh, you could also let us know if you want to see that too. If you want to. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you like to, to see an YouTube. upload of the video call onto YouTube. Yeah. Please in that say case, no. please tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> if you do want that, please tell everyone uh, you think would be interested in the pos- in this podcast about it, because I think we'd kind of need more support for that to be honest, because we don't really have setups for that it would be we're not yeah. really good video editors so, mm-hmm. right. so that that would right. be yeah i mean that would be something that we'd have to really invest in both time-wise and probably money-wise yeah <laughs> Kyle's all doing right, guys. <laughs> all right, yeah if you want to see martin yeah if you want to see me dance then ask for, <laughs> ask for us to upload the video call wait there was something else i wanted to sleep. say what were we talking right. about thanks for this thing tell people tell your friends and then, mm-hmm. oh, it just popped in my mind. I don't oh, know. If, I don't know. If, oh, um, sorry. This episode is a little bit late. We've been meaning to oh, post yeah. out Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. But we just didn't get around to yeah, it. Yeah, we were busy. Yeah. A little bit busy. A little bit. School's crazy. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. All right. I hope that I wish you luck. <laughs> and He's Adam thank Martin. Thank you for joining the podcast. I'm Adam Martin. <laughs> I'm Malachi Robbins. And I am DJ Paradiddle. AKA Kyle Nunez. Kyle Nunez. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful week. Peace out. Peace, Peace. out. Make it thanks,